Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we have with us Lakeisha Mabry, owner of educational consulting business Ignite Your Consulting. And they ignite what's already inside of you so you can get ready for the change and get ready for the transformation. Hey, Lakeisha, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you today? Doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I am so excited. <laughs> All right. Can you expand a bit more on you know, where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love working with? Well, I started my business, Ignite You Consulting. I've always had a desire to be an educator. And from a being a, a young girl, but my grandmother, she thought educators didn't make a lot. So, you know, I kind of detoured on that journey and became, uh, I went to school to become a business manager, earned my bachelor's degree in business management, but mm. I wasn't satisfied there. So, Um, I continued, uh, got my alternative certification and started teaching, was teaching for about 15 years in the educational sector, doing a variety of uh, roles as far as instructional specialists and so forth. But recently, what I noticed that a lot of educators have been leaving the profession. And I felt that I need to do more because I have children. A lot of you have children. And I'm like, well, who's going to be here for the children? (laughs) And so I wanted to develop this educational consulting service, not just for my campus, but I felt like there was a need for us to go out and reach other educators um, to ignite the fire that was already within them. Because when we first become educators, we have a reason why we are going into that field. And a lot of them through all of the stress and the issues that they're facing right now, that fire is dimming. And so I want to be the one to come and help to ignite that fire that they already have within them. And so that's one of the goals and desires is to go and help support educators so that they are better equipped um, and and really prepared within themselves to help our students. Nice. Love that. That's such a knock-on effect to what what you do. So with your direct clients, how do you help them? What, what impact does it have on them? What, what do they get from working with you? Well, one of the things would be uh, mentorship, coaching, because I've done panel interviews with a number of educators and like they felt like they didn't have the support. Um, I predominantly love to work with first through three year teachers because that's where a lot of them leave <laughs> because they are not 
Um, it's almost like you're thrown into the lion's den and asked to conquer the lion <laughs> with no- Sink or swim, good luck. Right, <laughs> exactly. And so I really want to work with those teachers to come help them uh, catch on to the foundational things before having to take on so many challenges in such a short mm. amount of time. Um, also professional development uh, workshops uh, on various topics that- are either either selected by that principal or if it's something that they want me to just create and come in based off of a high need, um, that's something else that I help and also student intervention as well. Nice. So you cover so many different aspects of their world, what they're going through. So you've got yeah. such experience of, I guess, the 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 benefits, the the goals, the love of that profession, but also how hard it actually is. Right. And you have to have a heart for not just the students, but you also have to have a heart for the educators. And I feel like, you know, when we first go into something, our why can evolve. Because when I first became an educator, my why was, okay, I wanted to make sure students succeeded. That never changes. But then I started seeing the turnover with educators. So my why was, okay, now I have this whole um, passion of now helping educators help students. So my why is continuously evolving. Now I want to help the education system because mm. we have to now get to the root of why so many educators are leaving. <laughs> I, I love what you're doing there because, I mean, we we chat with so many uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, agency owners, especially who obviously the passion of, yeah, well, I really want my clients to succeed from a marketing, from a visibility, from a success point of view. So they can have a knock-on effect to their clients. But that right. want, that desire, that need to help someone, it's, oh, it can be all-encompassing. And that is like a, a gift and a curse because you get wrapped up with their success. Their right. goals become more important than your own. Right. And, and I was sharing with Mark that I'm subbing right now because I want to uh, take on not just, I know a lot of them need help. It's so hard to find subs. Not only is it hard to find educators right now, but it's hard to find subs. And I feel that if I'm in the trenches right now with them, I'm still able to assess the needs um, so that I will know what it takes or what I need to address when I go onto various campuses. Also, I am still able to pour into students uh, because there's a, a different perspective that you get from being close to the students and being in an office somewhere, mm. <laughs> telling others what to do for those students. Um, nice. And it keeps you attached to, to your heart, attached to that passion and calling as well. So you're, you're sneaky. I like that. So you <laughs> get in there, in yes. the trenches, understand it, it sort of scratches that itch for you of really helping those direct people who need you but by finding your way into the education centers the schools then you're able to understand okay what do they need what's going on get people to that's marketing 101 reciprocity right. they understand you they like you they know you they see the value so when you're able to eloquently describe you know that next level service that you offer it's right. it's a no-brainer because you've right. done the hard work of being seen in the first place. Um, I love the way you've you found that way. I love it, but also sounds like hard work, juggling so many things. How do you 
how do you manage all this with, with, with yourself? Oh my goodness. I have to have my week planned out. I have to have a calendar of things uh, planned out as far as my, I have kids. I have two little children, a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. I have a one whole husband. Uh, and so I have to, you know, keep track of appointments and huh. events. So I have to balance and make sure that I'm here for my family. Then I have to balance and make sure that I'm still creating, um, and designing workshops and, and making sure I contact campuses and so forth. But then I also have a sub schedule of when am I going to substitute? Uh, I have cake orders coming in. So I always like to, in my brain, organize things first as mm -hmm. to, okay, this is coming up this week. This is coming up Thursday. Uh, I have a podcast coming up this Saturday and so forth. So I have to keep things in an order and also prioritize things in my heart because it's God first, my family, then everything else. <laughs> nice. That's a lot. I mean, yeah, you, you mentioned it there quickly. You've got other businesses that you, you are growing and maybe they're just a passion project. Maybe they're filling your life in different ways with more resources, more connectivity. Um, but there's an awful lot plus the family, plus all the stuff yeah. that comes with, um, uh, you know, spirituality and what we want to take care of with ourselves as well so there's an awful lot there which goes into your responsibility and you know this this podcast as you know we talk about the roller coaster of the business owner the solopreneur through to ceo and it sounds like you are on that journey of it is the entrepreneur's journey which right. has the blessing and the curse of passion drives you Passion drives everything that you do, which means chances are you you don't quite value your own time or what you do. You value what someone else wants, what they can get, because that's kind of why you're doing it. And maybe a bit of perfectionism, come in, perfectionism as I mispronounced the word, comes in. <laughs> All these things come into the soup of the, the solopreneur, the people-pleasing journey. Is that where you find yourself right now? Well, yes. Um, I know that when I first started this last year, um, there were things like when you were speaking of family, I didn't know what a cure. So I had a whole plan in my mind of I'll have this uh, potential job so I can work on my business at the same time. So mm. I uh, resigned from my former position, not knowing that I was about to go into a whole journey that I was not aware of. My husband got ill, was in the hospital two to three months. Then the other job that I thought I would have fell through. Mm -hmm. So now I'm on a journey of trusting God in the midst of, and I'm like, God, why are you still giving me the, these ideas? Why do you still want me to do this? I don't have any money. <laughs> you know, we're trying to make sure that we take care of bills and uh, have things. And now you're giving me this idea of, uh, really, to be honest, the idea of this consulting company came nine years ago, but I, mm -hmm. when I, it was time to step out on faith. I let fear stop me. This time, God would not allow that fear to stop me. And I believe because it has gotten so bad in the education um, field that it's almost an urgency to get out here and help educators before we go down that path. And so there are times in the beginning of this now that you start second guessing yourself. Did I really hear from God? Is this really the business that, you know, he wants me to do? Um, or are you looking for other signs saying it? 
Where's the sign? Where's the sign? Where's another sign that I can yeah, right. step back? You, you, if you look for it, oh my gosh, you're going to find it, right? Right. And that's what I started doing at one point. Like, okay, let me wait. And then I would get a phone call or, you know, an email would come through and I'm like, okay, I am on the right path. But it's a, mm. it's almost like I'm in that part, like you said, of I see others doing it some of the same things that I'm doing and they're being so successful and I'm like what are they doing because right now I feel like I'm at a standstill these are things I did not expect but he started giving me ideas and I started going with those ideas and I started seeing traction uh but then sometimes we get to moments where we're like okay the momentum I, I've had has now stopped so how can I get that back mm, so there's a lot there to unpack. So the, I love the way that you you were so open saying that your fear held you back for nine years. Yes. Holy crap, that's a decade. It is. You could have had this. Where, what impact could you have had? And I say that not to wow. promote guilt, which it might right. do, but to promote right. motivation and just wondering. No such thing as good or bad. This is just information. Right. How many people could you have helped in that time should you have been on this path? What impact could you have had? And we could all ask that with our businesses, with our right. relationships, with all aspects. Health. Oh, my gosh. If I was only working out to this level 10 years ago, where would I be right now? Oh, my gosh. Ooh. So <laughs> holding space for forgiveness, of course. Right. Because um, right. the lessons you've learned in this meantime, guarantee you're going to be able to use these and leverage these. But, yeah, now is the time. And I love that that God has been like, okay, now's the time you're going to do this. If I need to move these things out of your way to get you to move your ass and do this. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> we, yeah, without the, the, the guiding lights, mm -hmm. without the situations being brought to your attention, which is like, well, now I guess I've got to, you may have stayed on that comfortable, scared, whatever path you, you sort of felt or however you justified it in the past. Right. Right. And you know, I see the, good part in some of that because there are some experiences and things I still needed to gain over those nine years that makes me mm. even more effective now but then it's something else that you said that makes me think about the safety of having a paycheck every month <laughs> because when you're working a nine to five and you know you know okay on the 15th I'm getting paid all right, once a month, I'm getting paid. But when you're an entrepreneur, there are some months, especially when you're first starting, there's no pay, you know, and it's really wise to have a safety net. But when you step out on faith and you go into a new business and now you're like, oh my goodness, you know, I don't have that paycheck to rely on. Now I have less stress right now. I have a more flexible schedule right now. But there are some things that will change your life. You know, you don't have that. You almost have to put off some things until later, vacations and so forth, until your business really becomes successful and you're bringing in the revenue that you imagined from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you described so many entrepreneurs' stories there and what they've, what they've been through. I'm, I'm going to counter a lot of those points because whilst you said it is, correct it's all about perception i mean with you your journey is going from the solopreneur to the ceo that's a different mindset different perceptions different way that you engage different way that you approach different situations and challenges now the 
safety of a paycheck. I get to say lovingly because I'm supporting the entrepreneurs. I'm supporting the business owners. Oh. Bullshit. There is no <laughs> safety in a paycheck. Why? That can go in a second. It's perceived safety. So perceived safety, you let go of control. You know, a, a budgie is safe within its cage. Why? Because the owner is going to feed it. If the owner stops feeding it, the budgie will die because it can't escape the cage. Now, that analogy is maybe a bit brutal, but it's so true. What cages do we have? And that is where perception comes in. So you can perceive to be safe with the job, or you can perceive to be in control of your destiny as an entrepreneur. So do we focus on the threats or focus on the opportunities? That's where the fun comes in. Yes, it is. Because you get to take more risk. And I believe you have more freedom in your calling, in your assignment, um, to do what you truly want to do with no holes barred. And with that, of course, you know, we do have those limitations, but they're not like, I love how you put that. It's the perception of it. Oh my goodness. I love that. Thank you. So. And that's, it's simple to see. It's not easy, but changing that perception one step at a time, one scenario at a time. Um, we were joking offline before about all the things that you want to do and you've got so many ideas, but it's the funding <laughs> that's holding yes. you back from putting it into action. And I lovingly called you out and said, nah, it's not. Mm-mm. It's not. So what's really going on? So, so many ideas, but you can't put them into action. Now there's perception. Let's just, let's tug on this. Let's just play on this for a bit. With these ideas that you've got, how many are really reliant on the new funding coming through? Or how many ideas can you tweak and change and just work on that? Actually, no, I could do this. It's actually something, a fear of success, fear of I don't actually know what to do. So you're hiding behind, oh, money will solve all problems. Right. You know that. But so what ideas could we start to play with today and be like, okay, what can we, what could we put into practice? Well, one idea is having a new teacher center where um, new teachers, I know we have teachers that are coming from college. We also have mm-hmm. teachers that are coming from alternative certification uh, programs and when they go onto campuses, sometimes they have instructional support specialists, coaches, or a mentor teacher on campus. However, Mm. what can happen is because there are so many responsibilities as far as campus and district initiatives and so forth, the new teachers are getting thrown into the classrooms without a lot of foundational support and things of how, for example, how to set uh, classroom rules. One of the greatest issues that I hear a lot of teachers complaining about is student behavior. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times I feel like they didn't go in on how to develop relationships, how to set your classroom procedures and rules. And so I want to develop a new teacher center where they have a whole community of new teachers with master teachers uh, doing like workshops, having a uh, one of the rooms set up and designed like a real classroom, bringing in real students. Because a lot of times when we have these workshops, we go through things with teachers and just send them back into onto the campuses and say, here, try it. Now they have all these students in front of them and they're like, oh, I don't know what to do with actual students. No, let's <laughs> practice that here. <laughs> 
so that when you take it back to your classroom, you'll be able to help students because you've already practiced it with real students and get a feel for it. Um, and I feel like if we catch them within the first three years, that will we will start to see a decline in educators leaving within those first few years. It's about hard work, you know, us really taking out the time and showing them that we care enough about them. Why not reach out to the people that are on the front lines who are actually doing the work to get the solutions? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it, they're talking every day, but are we actually listening to make the changes? And so I want to have a, a place for them to feel like they have a voice and they can get the help that they need. They have a mentor um and so forth do you know what you just outlined there no sir <laughs> it's in my brain <laughs> you have just eloquently outlined the, the life of the structure of the what entrepreneurs as business owners have okay so okay. what you're trying to build there what you're trying to help other people's gain is exactly what you need right now yes. as a business owner okay yes. two of the things that you've outlined there is the confidence and experience that they can't get until they do the thing so to create that environment that lessens those situations where they pick up on it you need that as a business owner you've already said it's the funding that's the challenge you've got all these ideas right. but you can't do it your your clients have all these scenarios that they can't work through because they haven't done it right. there is such an anchoring point there with i think once you see this you can start to put it into your terminology and your perspective because you're a fucking expert in what you do here you know what people need but you can't yes. see it from your business point of view does that make sense yes it does it does so the workshops the role play the found the foundational rules these are things that as an entrepreneur you need to build you said the first three years is when most teachers bow out and they leave yes business owners within the first year what is it 90 percent of businesses fail wow three years five years oh my gosh how many actually make it through to five years right not very many so you're talking about the same journey as a business owner than there are about teachers if you can start to put these into play and pick up on these rules you'll be learning from yourself in real time it has you help other people now we're leveraging everything you have picked up over the last nine years wow Woo, that's good <laughs> i never saw that connection <laughs> wow it could be huge it could be powerful it's something you need to sit with and just again yes. we, we can continue to unravel this but this is something that i think will be fascinating for you to see and so that's that's one big rant of mine. I love picking up these things and seeing the connections. It simplifies this, but also cool. This new teacher center sounds amazing. What's stopping it? <laughs> when you, and earlier, when you said perspective, I'm not going to say that again. I'm not going to say finances. Now, one thing that um, I, I am in the process of setting up a meeting because uh, someone gave me this idea, setting up a meeting with one of our council members um, to see if it could be state funded where I don't necessarily have to provide the funding for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so I'm trying to look into alternative funding. Uh, and then recently, like I told you, I subbed 
And I always, you know, look at that as an assignment. Like God is placing me on this campus for a reason. So I went to a campus, saw some of my former coworkers and not realizing one of them is actually wanting to step out on faith and do what I'm doing. We were talking about the new teacher center and she like loved it. She said, well, if you find a building and we can look together, let's talk about this. So I'm like, okay, you know, cause that's another potential partnership yeah. or way of getting it funded as well, you know? So we just never know how that idea will manifest uh, or who God will use to help get us to that next level or help us with that idea. Mm. Absolutely. And along the way, you get to see, again, the, the filter in our brain, what, what what signs from God you're going to take and what signs you, you're going to translate as, oh, well, I guess it's not possible, or I guess I've got to do this. But right. um, three simple questions for you. What do you want? What's stopping you? How do you work through that? Okay, so what do you want? I want the new teach center. What's stopping you? Well, I haven't got a building. Cool. Well, how can you overcome that? And then you work through like a domino effect. So I would always come back with, you know, it's easy for me to say it. Yeah. Do you fucking need a building? <laughs> Lovingly. Okay. What's the minimum viable product that you can launch that can do this? Because right now you've got two options. It's either there's this amazing new teacher center that changes the world. Okay. Okay. Or there's nothing. Right. Okay. There is some areas in between. So with get away from hustle and get into the play. How can we look at this and say, right, what can we do? Um, we need a building. Well, do we? What's the minimum viable products? Even having virtual coaching, virtual scenarios, even having these lessons built could be a way forward. I'm not saying that's the end product. I'm saying that's a stepping stone. Okay. Maybe it's not a funding that you need. Maybe it's just resources. Get the sales in, get people buying it. So that's you can build your own war chest, not one from investors or from the schools or from the government. So again, funding. No, it's not. What's the challenge? Building. No, it's not. What's the challenge? You know what the goal is. You've got the dream here. Right. You've got the vivid vision. Mm -hmm. If you've read that book, I highly suggest it. But to know exactly where you're going, you've got this. But okay, what's the, what's the first step? How can we get there? What can validate this? All these little things. So you've got so many ideas. Maybe have fun with just breaking them down, seeing what the next step is. Right. Or, and just, just focusing on some of them rather than focusing on, I've got way too many ideas. I'm spread so thinly with all your businesses. What's going to move the needle? That I think would be a fantastic first step. Wow. <laughs> this is why I needed to be here today. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Because that, I mean, and when, and I'm a thinker. So now, as you were going through that, my brain is like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> because I can see that. I can see even starting virtually with this and then taking it, you know, because then we will already have already have developed the community and the foundation of it. And as it continues to grow, it can get feedback from it. So, ooh, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's wow. go. Let's go full circle here. The first thing you said to me today was, I asked, what, what are you looking for? What's your biggest challenge? Building relationships. Yes. You just found one way right now how to build that relationships in spite of the fact that you haven't got the funding, the building, and whatever else you think or know is in your way of this, this grand vision. 
Right. Right. Wow. This Holy is shit. This has been awesome. <laughs> I told you my brain <laughs> just lost it. <laughs> Because I'm like excited and like, oh my goodness, already thinking. Wow. All right. There will be a part two coming up to see what, where you've been, what you've done, what's happened after this. So um, little teaser for everyone. I think we'll uh, we'll invite you back on. Yes. See what's going on. See what's going on. Sound good? Yes. I'm excited. Thank you so much. Like, oh my goodness. I'm too excited about this. My brain hey, Nikisha, <laughs> thank you so, so much for, thank you for your time. Thank you for playing along. Thank you for sharing oh, everything behind your, your personal journey as the entrepreneur, as you're kind of against these new challenges and building your business, what well, your business is. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate the wisdom and giving me a new perspective because that was a challenge and it's on my heart. And so now seeing that it can move forward, without necessarily having all the funding. Of course I have, and I think that's another one of my, you know, challenges was I have so many ideas that I just want to do all at once, but now this is showing me to just bring it in and focus on one step at a time. (laughs) One step at a time. Love that. Hey, Lakeisha, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hey, before you go, if people want to find out more about you and your business, Ignite You Consulting, where can they find you? Okay, so we're on Facebook uh, under Ignite You Consulting, LLC. Um, And also you can follow me on uh, LinkedIn. I share a lot of information from Ignite You as well. We're still in the process of building our website. But, um, and also you can email us uh, for consultations at Ignite underscore the number four U, Y-O-U at yahoo.com. Perfect. Everyone, if that sounds good, check it out. And Lakeisha, thank you so much. It's been it's been thank so much you. fun. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you having me on today. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. See you next time. Bye.